0: Now, here we go. Indie game business.
1: And we're back.
0: Yeah. Woo, we got Chris Baylor. And we are going to talk about the exciting world of ads. We're going to talk about wish lists and uh, how you get wish lists with your ads. And I've got some other good questions, too. So, yes. Back to back to back to back jade awesome. you have been here is that what you're doing no 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 okay uh so chris tell us a little bit about yourself i know we have this right
1: here so yeah so my name is chris Failer. i'm the founder of a website called BG release list that aggregates release dates for major releases so that you don't have to track every single one of them so that you as an indie developer can just say hey what's my competitive release calendar look like what should i be avoiding when's a good time to release anyways i got my start marketing video games in 2010 i'm just going to keep going and i've worked with games and creators you've probably heard of before Uh, i was at gearbox software for the release of borderlands 2 as community manager i helped bring homeworld remastered collection back into the world after thq went bankrupt i worked with squanch games for the launch of Trover Saves the Universe, which was created by Justin Roiland. And most recently, I've been working with the team at Hoku Games and Gearbox Publishing on Risk of Rain 2.
0: Oh, I applied for that job on Trover Saves the Universe. Did you really? (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) Yeah, way, 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 like way before the release, they were looking for a community manager, but go ahead, it's
1: fine, it's fine. I should clarify, I, I was community manager on Borderlands 2. I was product manager on Trover and Homeworld.
0: Oh, okay. So you were the one that took my job. Correct. <laughs> okay. That's fine.
1: But the the point That's of what funny. I'm trying to say is I've gone through the entire spectrum of marketing uh, from beginning of community management all the way through advertising and marketing. Just going to keep saying those words. Uh, So I've seen a lot in these last 11 years. And before that, I was pressed. I was doing previews. I was working with our audience uh, at Shack News, (laughs) uh, which uh, shout out for anybody who uh, remembers Steve's Gary Shack. All right. So today, we're here to talk about ads. And we're here to talk specifically how to use advertising to grow your community and your wish list. Now, a lot of people think that ads are just for selling. And but in reality, advertising is about inspiring an action. Sometimes that action is simply awareness. Sometimes that action is following a social media account. Sometimes it's purchasing. Sometimes it's visiting a website. So there's a lot of different use cases for advertising and paid advertising beyond simply selling a product. And where it gets really interesting is when it comes to the targeting and the demographics, you can pull out of that as an indie developer, because you're going to want to know everything you can about your audience. So you're already using your Google Analytics. You're already digging into your demographic data. You're already looking at your Steam page to see where the traffic's coming from. So you've got a great idea, but how are you reaching new customers? How are you making people aware of your game before it comes out? And how are you finding them? That's one of the hardest things, finding them. So today, what I wanted to do was run everybody through a couple setups, uh, show you what the Twitter ad backend looks like, show you what the Facebook ad backend looked like, make up a mock campaign, and then take any questions you might have and go from there. How's that sound for you, Dan?
0: I think that that is going to work perfect. That's going to work perfect. So yeah, you can bring up your bring up your thing and I'll pull it up on the screen. And then so yeah, one of the things that I, we were talking about earlier, you know, I'm a broadcaster, right? So do these kind of ads, these, you know, it's the same principle basically, right? Just a little different, right?
1: Right. So what you'll see as we go into each of these different advertising backends is there's some platform specific stuff but there's a lot of broad demographic and um, topic interests that are going to be shared across all of your ads be they facebook twitter google youtube twitch (laughs) uh reddit so many different platforms so many different permutations to go but we'll cover the basics today. And then please feel free to reach out to me on Discord or through my email later on if you would like to uh, discuss any of this further later on. All right. So let's just go ahead, pretend we're first time setting up uh, Facebook ads. This is the what you see when you first log in. I'm going to go ahead and hit Create. And immediately we'll be prompted with several choices. So first is awareness. You've got two choices, brand awareness or reach. And these are really key choices. The difference between these is brand awareness is showing your ads to people who are most likely to remember them. So these you're going for quality over quantity.
0: Reach, right. But th- those are more like uh there's not really call to actions and brand awareness ones, right? Like you like see for Geico, for example, they just want their logo everywhere so people can be aware of it. Right?
1: Right. So what's great about this is the next thing we're going to talk about is what your hook is. So let's go right into it and see what are you trying to get out of this? Now, this is where things are going to differ by platform, but by and large, the phrasing is going to be the same. Uh, There's traffic, So, you know, do you want people to click on a link and go to a website? Do you want engagement, which is getting more likes, getting, you know, action on your page? Maybe you're a mobile developer and you want app installs. Maybe you're doing video ads. Perhaps you are soliciting for a survey (laughs) and you want people to answer a form or you want people to directly message you on Facebook Messenger. These are the different calls to action that these ads are set up to have. And the way that you can target this further is what are you looking to get, to get out of this, right? So are you looking to convert somebody? Are you looking to have them take that desired action? Do you want... This is a little different than probably doesn't apply on the scene, but I've seen people use ads very creatively, so it's always worth mentioning. Uh, there is catalog sales, which is you know typically if you were running an Etsy shop and you were trying to show people your different wares. But somebody might be able to make a really cool ARPG out of that. I don't know. Um, and last is physical stores, which doesn't apply here. Um, So let's go ahead, uh, kick things off. Uh, Let's do brand awareness, show people the ads who are most likely to remember them. Let's try Mm -hmm. to engage them. Let's try to get them to like our social media account. And let's target the conversion. Ooh.
0: well when you clicked engagement they had a, yeah. something you had to fill out down there
1: ah actually you know what i messed up dan and i will own up to it right now these are all the different objectives that you can do uh, categorize into three different buckets mm-hmm. so are you trying to reach the most amount of people are you trying to just create that brand awareness so people think so if you're on the tip of their mouth or tip of their tongues <laughs> Uh, Are you trying to drive website traffic to get people to think about your product? Or are you trying to convert them? Now, conversion is really good when you're selling a product. Once you release, once you launch, you want to drive conversion sales. But up until that launch, you want to really think about what you want to get out of this and choose let's go with engagement for right now but a lot of different pros and cons to all of these different things also depending on what you're trying to do reach would be great if you're trying to populate your discord for example Mm -hmm. but let's go ahead because we want to talk about social media and because we want to talk about wish lists, we're going to choose engagement and the other thing I'm going to mention about ads that's really important before we dive in any further what you really need to consider here, I completely lost my train of thought. Happy Friday, Dan. Happy Friday. Happy, happy Friday. So what you need to consider here is the amount of times you're gonna touch this customer. In all honesty, you're going to get them once, right? you are If you're get, sending them an ad, unless you're retargeting them, you're likely to only get them once so you've got to make sure that that touch point whenever you connect with them be it an ad be it a tweet be it a, a youtube video you want to make sure that you're making the most of that opportunity right so Hit again a good. we're talking about goals so if you're launching a game you want to sell that game if you're wanting so- social media followers or wish lists something slightly different but same thing right across all of those you're only going to get one chance maybe across all of those categories so what do you do and when do you do it the trick is if you engage somebody into your community and they opt into following you on social media or they opt into your discord you've you've created an evangelist You've created somebody who says, yes, please tell me everything.
0: Yeah, because then
1: you see can see you have more chances to tell them stuff. Right. There go. So that's why early on you want to target that initial conversion of Steam wish list if you're really trying to bump up your numbers, community both, or using community to drive wish list or wish list to drive community. You can right. that. that's awesome. So uh, um, you
0: want to answer a couple questions real quick?
1: Yeah, let's go in for sharky
0: shark from youtube says would backing on kickstarter be considered a conversion
1: absolutely absolutely um it's hard you're gonna run into some fun stuff here and there but really what you're talking about is people are spending money right and when people so that would be the divide between engagement traffic and conversion two of them you're generating interest traffic engagement you're g- grabbing them but conversion is when you're actually trying to get the money out of them
0: right okay here we go um and from john white still no way to track conversions for steam purchases or wishless
1: it's getting better actually there are convert there are wish list conversion numbers that you can see through valve in the back end you can uh, and some of the data that you can get is like hey what is the conversion of people who visited this page total but you lose a lot of it. Da- you there's not as much data as you'd like there and it's uh, valve recently just added utm tracking which wow. adds another layer of this so theoretically what i can do is say hey um website that here's a here's a little bit of extra stuff to put in the link for my ad so I know which of my ads actually converted into a visit or into a sale sometimes you have to do a little bit of math there uh not all the numbers are extremely clear that's one of the really fun things that we'll get into uh later on when we're looking at the results for ads but hey one other great thing we should cover immediately that's just coming to mind is, depending on how you approach this, you might receive some emails from Google or you might receive some emails from Twitter prompting you to say like, hey, you've got a free consultation. You've got $150 in ad credit You know, trying to get you back or trying to inc- incentivize you to use their services. It's great to talk to them. It's great to get their insight. Take it with a little grain of salt, because ultimately they're they're employees of the advertising company,
0: and I'm trying to get you to spend money
1: just to make money. Mm-hmm.
0: But it, it is nice to get a little notification saying you have $150 in LinkedIn ads. You're like, yes, right. I'll right. take so, it.
1: So definitely, like, take them up on that advice to learn what some of the conversion rates are, to learn a little bit more about how the platform works. Mm-hmm. But be really careful giving them control of the budget, either directly or indirectly.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good advice. Oh, one more question, then I'll let you get back to it. Uh, Ilmatic says, are we going to get into other ad platforms besides Facebook? I will,
1: I will be showing Twitter as well. All right. So uh, if there's a specific platform you'd like, uh, I can try to do it live and pull it up. Uh, if not, I can at least speak to what some of the information would be about.
0: All right so yeah if you guys post questions right now, if it's relevant to what we're talking about, I'll bring it up right away. if it's a, if this is a tangent or whatever uh, just to not break up his flow, uh, we can get to it later on. but yeah post your questions away uh, with what he's doing if you got any questions about anything and then we'll just bring it up and go over it just like this. Great. So
1: let's jump back into the Facebook backend. We've decided that we wanna have an ad that focuses on engagement. Mm -hmm. So we want to create that community on the platform that we're advertising. So Facebook offers a couple different further targeting options already. What do we want to target? Do we want to target responses to an event Nah, that's probably not us unless you're running a live stream uh, or some sort of indie game business multi-day panel dan didn't take my bait there no oh go ahead so i'm sorry
0: i was reading i was <laughs> i'm I, I have to sort things in the back end here while you're doing stuff so
1: no now, worries sir Now uh, why was it say it again oh I was just I was saying hey event responses probably aren't super relevant for indie (laughs) Mm. devs unless you're running an indie dev conference
0: right right okay
1: uh likes here are of course getting more likes on the page overall so that you can really further target them and you know reach them over and over again or you might have a specific post that you want to put up you know this Mm -hmm. might be your announcement post this might be your launch trailer post um, this could, it could be like a cool behind the scenes photo from packs. You never know a lot of different things. What, what post engagement is typically used for is when people see that they've got a social media post that's performing really well, you can use post engagement to boost that visibility further. So if you know something's hot and you want to, you want to see more of that post engagement is the way to go. But for today's purposes of growing our community, we're going to choose page likes.
0: Okay. Wait. Let me ask you a question about that. So, if your your post is doing something, something in the algorithm is like well, spiking that up. So, doing post engagement just kind of boosts that, right?
1: Right. Right. So, you know, let's say um, a, a great example of this would be: let's say you've got two hundred people on your Facebook page, mm-hmm. and you're posting every couple of days most of your posts average eh, five ten likes couple comments and then you make one post that really gives us some new insight mm. into the game mm-hmm. and you get ton you know you've got 50 comments you've got 150 likes that's already starting to spread outside of your social media account like immediate social media reach people are obviously sharing that and it's getting out wider so hey if you've got something that's sticky and converting people and generating their interest that makes a great ad Mm -hmm. so post engagement is almost like natively yeah this is doing really great go ahead um all right back to it so we're focusing on page likes we'll have to I'm going to name the campaign indie game business just for fun we'll name the first ad set as ad set one and we'll call the ads ad creative settings don't do what I do and name them all the same thing thinking that they're going to be in completely different menus they're not they're gonna appear side by side and it's gonna be really confusing if everything is called game ad one or game ads
0: So you want to like definitely use some exact definition in your stuff yes okay yeah. be and every single field not just like one of them right yep okay
1: and we're about to get into the really fun stuff. So you see, they already prompted me to say like, hey, we've got some new information for you. Hey, like suggested ways to spend your money. Mm -hmm. Let's see, special ad categories. This doesn't apply. Um, This is for credit cards, job offers, housing, but really worth me letting you know that you don't have to dive into it. Campaign details. This is where we're starting to get into the nitty gritty. We're talking about the way that you're purchasing ads so let's go ahead and look at our options right now we just have the, the different objectives that you have can bring in different types but for right now we've got option so whoever has the highest bid for each website or for the ad uh will win so and it's so you can set what you want to do and i will walk you through that another cool thing here is an a b test this is an option for you that is really great at not just giving you insight into your community into but into the way that people perceive and react to different creatives so you can use a b if you've got two different versions of your logo and you don't know which one is going to draw the eye better and you're stuck run an A-B test. You could even, man, uh, an enterprising enterprising ad manager could also use an A-B test to just figure out which of these different ad sets are even going to be are worth pursuing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, here's a here's an ad that's focused on concept, Here's an ad that's focused on screenshots. Here's an ad that's focused on uh, the story.
0: And you should kind of be doing that anyways, right? I mean, before right. that, when we would, I would do ads for a company, they'd be like, okay, here's the budget. And it's like, okay, well, let's take some of it and do this, and some of it and do this, and some of it and do this, and see what will work best. So it's basically A-B testing. But I like that there's just a boop, you can click right now.
1: Yep. And campaign budget optimization... Very high level. It's letting you spend across multiple ad sets. So mm-hmm. it's a higher level than you might have normally, where it's just saying, hey, we're go- whatever's working best, we're going to use that ad set and route the most money to it. Sometimes you want that. Sometimes you don't because you're running entirely different ad sets with entirely separate um, uh, objectives. Here we are in ad set 1. Let's advertise for VG release list. We're looking at page likes. So here is where you start to set some of the cost control. What I what I'm saying, what Facebook is saying here is we'll aim to spend your entire budget and get the most page likes using the lowest cost bid strategy but if you want to name an upper limit as to how much we spend per ad do it now where this gets really useful is if you figured out your cost your conversion rates and you can actually start to put a price to how many community to somebody joining your community some or somebody joining your um somebody joining a wish list and then converting into a full sale each of those you can approximate and
0: then that also helps with you when you later on when you come up with your cpa cost per acquisition
1: right it's this it, it's exactly the same as cpa just using but it's beforehand right right but using a different set of uh metrics because you don't have the conversion of the sale to go from. Now, the other thing you don't have, man, wishlist Steam is great about sharing data on wishlist. Steam is great about showing you data on wishlist. They've said publicly that it's an average of 13% conversion. If you dig into the numbers and you really jump into it, there's a lot of different variants between launch window and the totality of your first year. But. We know what the average conversion rate on Steam is, and it's a 13% conversion rate on your wish list. So you can work backwards from that and say, okay, if 13% of the people on my wish list are doing it, how many people on my social media page are going to convert? Mm -hmm. And you know what a cool way to track that would be? To run an advertising campaign specifically targeted that wish list, specifically targeted at an audience, use a UTM referral code so that you can track the results. And within Steam, you'll be able to actually see, oh, man, this converted into at least a visit. And based on then you go to a different tab, and look, that day I had this many wish lists. Map it out across enough days, you, you can start to gently tell when something's above the norm so you can it's not direct conversion tracking but if you're willing to put in the work it's there okay
0: we have questions but i'll wait until after this ad is created because i mean that while they are relevant they're not relevant to directly what we're talking about right this second right we can they can get answered after this so we'll we'll do we'll finish the facebook ad and then we'll get to all the questions i see i see all them questions don't think I don't see him you guys
1: now I'm excited Dan Mm -hmm. so we've got two other things to cover very quickly one is going to be complicated one isn't the not complicated one is budget and schedule how much are you willing to spend and when are you willing to spend it do you want to spend $25 a day do you want to spend $25 across the lifetime of this campaign when do you want it to start when do you want it to stop oh now this is where it gets interesting. This is the fun
0: stuff right here.
1: This is the this is where you really start to get into it. So this is you're going to be using any of the demographic data you already have through Steam, already have through Google Analytics, um, to at least know hey this is where my community is this is where um, this is where it's resonated. So. Uh, where are they living? What is their age? What is their gender? And here's, and by the way, this is where it gets tricky in terms of cost because your immediate reaction is, oh, I want to put as much information in as I can. The more targeting you do, the more expensive it is going to be. Mm-hmm. But let's say, uh, Dan, what's a game you've been playing lately? uh, Children of Morta.
0: Indie Game Business has one of the longest running digital event series in the gaming industry with hundreds of publishers, investors, developers, and tech companies to meet with. All the sessions are always free to watch forever And you can get a free pass to receive all the slide decks from all the speakers. The tickets for meetings start just at $50. Go to IndieGame.Business and use the code IGBPODCAST to get 20% off your ticket. Okay, neon abyss.
1: Oh no, I was saying about my uh, the way I was typing this.
0: Okay. No results found for my games.
1: Let's go wide for a second. Okay. There we go. Let's start in video games.
0: Okay, let's do some role playing. Okay, just video games sounds good.
1: Yeah okay now here's an, here's a great question for you what language should we target
0: well let's let's just target English right now
1: right and you know why the why you would want to target specifically English at the fir- right at the first go why is that because it limits some of the spend what I've seen <laughs> and what I'll show What I've seen before is ads that get shown a lot, but they get shown to the totally wrong audience because Mm -hmm. of some slight misconfiguration here. So if I didn't click English, there's a possibility that all my ads could be served at 6 AM to somebody in France.
0: Right. And that sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Let's
1: see. Languages is. Pig Latin. (laughs) Let's see. Connections. All right. Here's another one. Here's another one where it gets really interesting. Uh, People who how do you want to what are some additional factors you can use to find people, people who like or follow your page? So you are targeting people, people who are similar to that, or maybe you want to make sure that you're not even People who are already on your Facebook page don't see the ad.
0: Can you select multiple ones of those, just out of curiosity? Like uh, exclude your page, but people that like your page? Or you can only do one at a time?
1: You can only do one at a time here. Wait, there's more. You Mm. You can do some advanced stuff here, Dan. So it's fun to jump into. Well
0: look like if I if somebody, for example, had a game that was like Call of Duty, you could be like, I want to target the people who like Call of Duty's Facebook page or whatever, right?
1: So the only this is the start. This in this option, you can only target for this particular ad set, this particular option where we're at right now, you could only target uh pages you control for Mm, that level of detail but
0: but later down into it right now we're reaching 10 people bam it's a mighty spend well greater so we're gonna
1: kill mike we're gonna kill the custom audience Uh yeah all right automatic placements or manual placements where are we gonna show the ad what this means is (laughs) Really nitty gritty, and hey, we're at the halfway mark. Uh, so I'm gonna speed this up a little. Wow, that we...
0: really you can break it down to yeah. Facebook video feed, right column, explore shop. Oh man.
1: Yeah, and look, this is just one example. Imagine what something like Snapchat or TikTok is like.
0: Right. Um, so that's insane. Show, show more, more options
1: options. Let's say uh Let's say I've got a game and I know that only Apple users care or I've got a... Wow. only yeah. mobile
0: devices, only if they're connected to Wi-Fi. Yep. Wow.
1: So, and a lot of this has changed in the last few years in terms of targeting because of a lot of data compliance and it's going to continue to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, cookies do not track. It's really shifted the landscape a little bit in the way that you can target. It used to be a little bit easier, like you were saying, Dan, to be like, hey, uh, grab people that like Call of Duty and show them my ad. Um, You can still approximate that audience, but it's it's a little harder. Um, Ad creative settings is going to be, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here even though you will Uh, this is where you actually upload your images this is where you enter the tap enter your text this is where you um design the ad design the ad perfect yeah Yeah. this is where you'll update it this is where you want to put some if you want to track if you've got stuff in your event or a pixel code on your website um, one of the, so
0: one of the high level things I'm getting from you is when you are creating your ad, don't skip things. Look at what they are, read about it, look at all the options and check everything out, right? Because there's so many options, right? Don't skip yep. stuff and just go, oh, I want this and this and this because
1: who knows what will happen. And don't think it's static. You know, this is constantly shifting. This interface is different than the last time I used it. And the next time I use it, it will be different again. Um, everything is constantly evolving because advertising is in itself an arms race. Mm -hmm. So once you catch up, you're already behind. You want to take a minute for questions and then we Uh, can jump onto Twitter.
0: Sure. Well, I imagine it's going to be more than a minute, but so here we go. We'll go up to this screen right here. Um, for indie games, which platform have you seen to yield the best conversions?
1: Oh, that's a hard one. Um, What I can say I haven't seen a lot of conversion on necessarily is um, Instagram, Uh, unless you've got a really art-heavy, like Instagram-worthy game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really, it's it's a lot of different stuff. It's do you have an existing community, and if so, where? Right, like, are you trying to grow Reddit, for example? If you're trying to grow Reddit, advertise on Reddit. Um, If you're trying to grow Facebook, advertise on Facebook. Um, So you've got a little bit of that to go on. Other than that, it really just depends on the title and some of the appeal. Um, I know that's not the most satisfying answer, but what I would target, if, if you're thinking about this from a very high level and you're blank slating it, go with the largest potential audience.
0: Mm. Right on. Okay, here's a good one. Ilmatic, I have recently published my small little indie puzzle game on Steam. Probably the worst genre for it. What kind of games are best for indies and what's easy to market?
1: So this is a fun one because, hey, um, this change, the answer changes every few years. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> you know, uh, back before Minecraft came out, I would have never said Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Um, but the what I can say is it it your the at the games that convert best are the ones that can play to the platform's strengths. And that's not necessarily on your game, that's mm-hmm. on your creative approach to advertising. So what I mean by that is You could have the most beautiful, art-style, Instagram-worthy game in the world. But if your ads are all focused on story and don't provide that beauty that you're talking about, it's not going to grab anybody. Um, Different genres spike at different times. It's a cycle. We're going to keep seeing this over and over again. Again, I would I would say look at look at some, if you're trying to make a multiplayer game, well, look at concurrent player data, uh, try and draw some conclusions from competitors that are close to you uh, or what you want to aspire towards. Uh, if you're a single player game, I think one of the things to do is just follow your heart. (laughs) Unfortunately, what I can say is like, hey, um, really, it's putting what kind of game should I make to best suit advertising is putting the cart before the horse, in my opinion. And what it should be, advertising should take something that's already there and magnify it. So advertising exists to make your product shine. So. If your product shines in 20 different ways, how does that convert into ads? Um, actually, let me restart that entire answer. I am so sorry. People follow connection, and people follow it's genuine. So like I mentioned with Minecraft, what you see a lot is paradigm shifts because of passion because of quality because somebody saw an underserved audience and went for it so to me and this is just my personal advice this isn't this isn't necessarily uh the best budget advice but if you're follow your heart make the game you want to make find that audience, create that audience, and go from there. Building the audience is the hardest part. Proving a concept that has not yet been cracked is extremely difficult, but it's so worth it. Um, How many games were called Looter Shooters uh, 15 years ago? Right, right,
0: for sure. (laughs) Ah, uh, that's good advice. Okay, Hitoshi Kano, the infamous Hitoshi in the house. Sorry if it's a little harsh, but are ads useful to gathering true fans to your game? Wouldn't most players be put off by a sponsored ad? What platforms are most effective for these kind of ads?
1: Great question. And again, let's dive back into the pillars of your game. So uh, you're your competitor. You're a side-scrolling platformer. Um, Advertising to people that like Call of Duty, not not necessarily the best move, right? So what I'm getting out of your question is, first, you're asking, hey, am I getting true fans? And second, doesn't doesn't advertising actually hurt? The emotion is going to be, yes, the data is going to prove you wrong. The data is going to show that you're going to, that while ads might not be useful for for garnering organic fans, the people that are there can be just as valuable and big of fans as the people that joined organically. If you really think about it, and we talk about conventions, we talk about packs, what is PAX if not just blatant advertising? Mm-hmm. That's what the whole thing is. Right? It's creating awareness, it's getting people to look at your game, engage with it. In that form, it's playing it's playing it or watching the trailer or visiting your booth. So you can find fans. Regard, you can find fans where you want. Where it's going to be, where you're going to see the most return, is when you target your what your audience, where your pillars are. For example, um, if you are a strategy game, you might want to target um, you. You would target fans of your competitors. So if you are a sci-fi RTS, you target Starcraft
0: right that makes sense uh let's see here uh oh one other
1: thing is like hey it's also depends on where you advertise again so if you've got a super hardcore title let's say you've got a souls like like really die hard super hardcore um casual players and people on facebook might bounce right off that that might be better suited for the more niche audiences of you know your reset era uh, your for your specific gaming subreddits.
0: Right. Uh, Jay Powell responds, Hitoshi Kano, if it didn't work, we wouldn't see so many publishers doing it. Boop, 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 boop. I mean, that's an answer. All right, here we go. Sharky Shark, is there a recommended baseline cost control when you have a very tiny budget for ads?
1: The way I would set it is, Do a very small spend your first day, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like run it, run a two or three day campaign at a really, really small rate, you know, and then you're going to get a limited amount of data back, but it's going to show you, okay, like you paid 10, you might have only served an ad to 10 people, but you served it at 10 cents or you served it at 5 cents. Um, Use that to get to do a temperature check to be like, hey, do, do I have the budget for this? Where How should I be setting my budget here? Um, what I'll say is community and wish lists are marathons. They're not sprints. There are parts where they spike, uh, you know, announce uh, release date, um, and, you know, launch day, but you want to You know the the typical advice is keep posting keep keep doing this so if you find if you've got ads and you've got a little budget and you can say like five dollars a day or ten dollars a day for three or four days see what you can get out of it a little data is going to be better than no data at all
0: Mm, that makes sense
1: and what you'll see and i i'm almost hesitant to it's almost a bummer that we're only going to spend so, a, such a short amount of time on it. But, Dan, can you uh, flip back to my screen for a second? I want to sure. share some advertising results. All right.
0: Um, I, I'm going to ask this one last question, real quick. Uh, what platforms would you recommend for a game that has no community?
1: I would look at what similar games uh, resonated. So if you are a roguelike, I would look at Neon Abyss. I would look at any other, I would look at Dead Cells. I would look at Hades is a very atypical example, but it's a great one. Uh, where are their communities centered? Is there a common factor there? And then that's a potential audience for you. Mm-hmm. So start, start with the largest potential audience you can. and the potential audience is going to vary based on your game and what already exists all right uh, so there are so many different ways that you are going to see ads results and unfortunately i can't share uh, most of the ones that i've worked on but what i can share is this older campaign uh, that I ran for VG release list. And this, by the way, is where you can tell within the initial results here, when I learned to target English only.
0: Yeah. Can you zoom that up a little bit? It's even sure. hard for me to send it. There we go.
1: Sure. So what I had, when as I was watching the ads, I realized, wait, why am I serving French ads? Why am I serving Chinese? These aren't converting. These are costing me, these are eating up a lot of my budget. And so you see that English was then targeted by one ad group. (laughs) But this is the danger, not the danger, but this is the part where you really have to dive in and you can't just take it at surface value. You have to get into the numbers to really pull any meaningful data out of this and what I mean is like hey maybe you're I ran a campaign once where I was targeting cute things I was I was targeting families and I spent the majority of my budget targeting people that liked dogs by accident when I looked at the numbers afterwards the one component that they all had in common was they liked dogs so The algorithms took all my input, chewed it up, and said, Well, dogs. We'll do dogs for this website. It wasn't a dog website. But uh, let's see. Just want to show you what a face, what a different backend looks like. So, hey, here's same buckets that we had before awareness consideration conversion but Twitter's got a different approach mm-hmm. because it's Twitter so you're going to maximize your ads reach you, do you want people to watch the video do you, do you want to pair your ad? do you want to be a pre-roll video before like really high-end stuff do you want installs do you want website clicks do you want people to engage with the tweet respond like retweet um, do you want followers? Do you, or do you want people to take action in your app? Again, not super relevant to this, but um, somebody might be sort of really creative someday. Let's go ahead and choose followers. All right. So we'll start at the base exact same stuff you've seen before uh where you can set your budget what our objective is ad group details are where it starts to get fun all right bid strategy remember when it was auctioned before on facebook totally different here so i can either auto bid which is auction essentially or uh target cost which is i know how much a follower is worth to me Mm -hmm. so I would do this you know that's what you're saying and you can pay here you can pay by follower but you could imagine if you're running a video campaign you might get you might watch by you know pay by views pay by awareness uh you know it just depends on what you want to target um if you want to incorporate Google Campaign Manager or any audience measurement factors in there, this is where you would do it. Demographics are all are by and large the same. Hey, look, we can also target devices like we were talking about before. We can even target specific models of device. And we can go by carrier. Wow. Heck. We can even use target people who are using Twitter for a first time on a new device. Custom audiences. Um, I'm gonna see if there's anything fun here. No, I don't have any custom audiences. So this is where this is where you would uh, if you had already done an ad set, if you'd already gone through this whole process and filled all this out, you could save off a lot of that data and bring it back so you don't have to fill it out again. But targeting features, OK. So here's where things get really fun. And I mean that sincerely. So do you want to target keywords? Do you want to target somebody that said, I don't know, call of duty? You, do you want to target people who are followers, so follower lookalikes are people who are like you would say hey I really want this is the biggest Starcraft fan I know I'm going to target him please please talk to people like him right so what a great thing there is if you've got like fans or enthusiasts that you want to emulate um The thing about it is it's similar interest to an account's followers, so you can really get lost in the weeds here. Interest, based on things that they retweet. So hey, here's gaming. Let's go and see how far down the rabbit hole we can go. Uh, Board gaming, computer gaming, console gaming, gaming news, mobile gaming, and role-playing gaming. You can see that each of these have different global audience sizes. And if you want, you can look around in those other categories. Heck, you can even to look at um, people that engage with certain TV shows um, based on events. So based on conversation topics, you can even retarget people that have already seen your ad because on Average, you've got to touch somebody a couple times before they convert. So how are you going to do that when? So this provides an easy way to do that if you wanted to do that. Or you can expand your audience and reach new people entirely. Choose where you want Twitter ads placed, if you want it on profiles, if you want it on timelines. And then you go into your creatives and you choose, hey, which of these am I going to show? Are they, you've got three categories of tweets. Organic tweets, this is the stuff that you actually put out and just post regularly. Scheduled tweets, you can use this to, you can use this functionality to actually schedule some paid tweets in advance. Let's say you wanted to uh, set up an ad campaign for a release date announcement. You can also have promoted only tweets. Uh, And this is also set in in the back end here that you get into by just clicking Create Tweet. So uh, you can choose if it's promoted. You can choose if it's scheduled, or at least you used to be able to. And you can do a lot of fun stuff. Yep, schedule right there. So use that to set up your ads, just like we were talking about before. All right. Uh, let me stop sharing for a second. And Dan, do we have any questions? Um,
0: there, well, there's a question right here that uh, Jay posted in here. Do you have any advice how to meaningfully interpret reach marketing? How do you measure reach slash brand awareness?
1: It's a great question, Jay. Um, it depends on what your objective for the campaign is. And by that, I mean not just, hey, what are you wanting to do, but how are you judging it success by? Like, like conversions. What is your conversion? Is it somebody buying? Is it somebody following? Or is it getting data and insight into the people that are that the ads are resonating with? One of the great things about this is, if you're starting from scratch, start with a broad awareness camp or start with an awareness campaign, and start with lead with your best assets, and see in the data where it resonates. What's the gender? What's the demographic? What's the location? You know, are there shared interests? What's what's the common thread between all of these? And that's how you start to piece together a lot of that demographic data and audience data that at first seems really overwhelming and daunting.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's a good answer. All right. So we got VG Release List. That's your that's your company, right?
1: That's my company, that's my site, and that's my email address, Chris at VG Release List. So uh, if you've got any questions about what I've shown today or when the best time to release your game is or really anything else related to game marketing. I'm happy to talk.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. We've got one more session. Whoop, whoop, and then it's Friday. Yeah. Well, it is Friday already, but then, then that's it. So thank you so much, Chris. Once again, it was awesome and make sure you guys are on the discord discord.gg slash indie game business. And we'll see you in just a couple seconds. See you, everyone. Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at IndieGame.Business.